Hello, everyone. This is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Katie. So, Katie, how are we? Oh, not great. I don't feel well. <laughs> Like, I really don't feel well. yeah. I left work an hour early today and everything. I was just like, I need to go home. I don't feel good at all. Um, I don't know what's wrong. I feel sick, but like, I'm not. Right. I feel like I have a cold, but I don't have a cold. As in, like, there's no respiratory sy symptoms. But my body feels as if I have a cold. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, um, so yeah, I just feel so crap. Um, I was meant to be in the gym at 20 past seven and I've been getting sick and stuff. Like vomiting. So I was like, look, I can't go because if this is a bug, I don't want to make anyone sick. Yeah. And I don't want to make anyone sick anyway. And then um, I don't want to get sick in the gym because that would just not be a vibe. <laughs> I had a nap instead. So I'm literally only awake since like 10 past eight. I love that for me. Um, but other than that, I'm good. How are you doing? You tell me. Oh, well, I'm not sick, but I am exhausted. I didn't go to the gym either today. I was like, I'm actually too exhausted and I'm too mentally drained. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. We're, it's February officially. It is. Happy February. Fucking finally. Jesus Christ. January feels about six weeks long. No, right. Yeah, it did. Like January for me was the longest month I've ever lived in my life. But it also went so weirdly fast. Like, I can't explain. Yeah. Like, like, like I felt every hour of January. But at the same time, I was like... Oh, it's over now. It's so strange. I don't know how Yeah. I feel. Fair. Absolutely fair. So with that, let's move on to a bit of pop news. Do 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 do. do. Yeah, I'm trying to get so up here. So Barbie's been nominated for a couple of Academy Awards, which is great. But unfortunately, Margot Robbie was not nominated for Best Actress and Greta Gerwig was not nominated for Best Director. Um, Margot has shared uh, about the Oscar sub saying she's not upset. She said, there's no way to feel sad when... Um, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. Obviously, I think Greta should be nominated as a director. What she did is a once in a career, once in a lifetime thing. What she pulled off, uh, it really is, but it's been an incredible year for all films. People's reactions to the movie have been the biggest reward of this entire experience. I've never been a part of something like this. Uh, not like this. I've done comic book stuff and that gets a big reaction. But this felt very different. It still feels different. And I can't think of a time when a movie's had this uh, effect on culture. And it's amazing to be in the eye of the storm. Right, so I have some possibly unpopular opinions on this. Okay. I love the Barbie movie. I always will. I will watch it forever and ever, and I love it so much, and it has such a place in pop culture. But in my eyes, it's not an Oscar movie because in my eyes, movies are specifically made for Oscars. Yeah. And like there's certain like points they hit, like just for instance, The Whale last year. Yeah, oh yeah. That were or even Banshees of Sharon, like they were Oscar movies. Yeah. They were made to win Oscars. I feel like Barbie, yeah, obviously everyone
one who makes a movie wants to win an Oscar. And yeah, they should strive yeah. for that. I'm not saying that at all. But what I mean is, if that was me included in that film, I'd kind of be kind of looking at it the same way Margot is, as in it has had such a phenomenal response that it actually doesn't even really matter about an Oscar at this point because of the discourse around the movie anyway. Yeah. And like people are like, oh, but like women didn't get nominated from it. I'm like, yeah, but, but they did. Like America Ferrara did. And like, in my opinion, she, I and I, I said this from the start, she was the best character in that movie for me personally. No, yeah, you're right. But I just think that's because I love America Ferrara. But I, I feel like she just like <laughs> depth more because at this at the same time in this movie, there's only so much you can do when you're playing a plastic doll. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, that's no, that's no shade at all. Like, as in Margot was right to not push it in any way because she's literally playing a plastic figure in a movie. Yeah. Obviously she needs to show emotions and stuff, but like, and she does a phenomenal job. Like I wouldn't be able to do it, but that's just my opinion on it. I, Greta definitely should have got a nomination. Yeah. But, um, everyone like absolutely kicking and screaming over Margot Robbie not getting an Oscar or like a nomination for the Oscar. I'm just like, she'll get her moment. Yeah, she will. You know, she will a hundred percent. Like it's like a Leo thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So that that's my opinion on that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, and I'm excited for America Ferrera, first time Oscar nominee. Um, sadly, was not nominated for Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No. Uh, <laughs> talk about an Oscar snub. Oh, like, oh my God. But, Jennifer but Love Hewitt, I know what you did last summer. Still mad. Still mad, ladies and gentlemen. But now I am really excited for America. Like, she has been grinding and grafting. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're both big fans of her anyway, so we're just buzzing. But yeah. I'm so happy for her. Like, truly, in my mind, she is the one who deserves it. Um, because at the start, I thought no one, no women from Barbie were um, nominated. And I was a bit like, Kevin was saying to me, I hadn't looked at the list yet. And I was like, well, America Forever should have been nominated. And he was like, <laughs> he was like yes, she was for Best Born Actress. I was like, oh, well, then that's fine. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, per- that literally made up my opinion there. And yes, then. Ugly Betty Forever. Yes. <laughs> he was like, she was. I was like, oh, grand then. I have no opinion anymore. He was like, right, fair enough. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying it's not necessarily an Oscar Beatty movie but some of the films that have the most cultural impact which probably a mo- well, not a most recent one like Mean Girls for example yeah I mean that has such an impact on culture so and that's not an Oscar movie and it, your movie doesn't have to win an Oscar for it to be an absolutely phenomenal film because at the end of the day like an Oscar is like yeah, it's a prestigious award and you want to win one, but like at the end of the day, it's not the be all and end all of your career. Yeah. Like you don't win an Oscar and level up, you stay the same. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it doesn't change. Like obviously, like, yeah, it's a really cool goal. Like I am not downplaying it at all, but it's not like as if they go, okay, you can move to the next step in your life now. It's not like you. Or like, okay, your life's over because you don't win an Oscar. Do you know what I mean? Or your career's over because you didn't get nominated. That's yeah. not the way it works. Yeah. So. Fair. 
No, that's completely fair. Well, this is the second and final headline uh, from this week's pop news. So, in the balls TikTok. So TikTok obviously became, you know, an app well known for dancing to some of the artist's biggest songs. However, Universal Music Group has removed its artist's music from TikTok. These are just some of the names whose music is being removed from the app. Taylor Swift, Drake, SZA, Rihanna, Olivia Rodrigo, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, BTS, The Weeknd, Adele, Harry Styles, Lady Gaga, Billie Eilish and Selena Gomez. So that means you can't play their music on the app. No, I did it. I went on to mine earlier and it removed the Renee Rapp song off mine. Oh. Yeah. What are they doing that for? I don't know. That's so dumb now. That's so dumb. Like, literally. that That's weird. Like, because right now, the most trending dance on TikTok is Yes And. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I'm like, again, no shade. But I wouldn't know that song if it wasn't for TikTok. Yeah. So guess what, Universal Music? You are just going to lead your artists down a rabbit hole of millions of people like me, because I know I'm not alone, who <laughs> rely on TikTok to give me new music. So, ha, you're just doing yourself a disservice, okay? Yes, well, fair enough. But maybe the soundtrack to what we're talking about this week could become the next TikTok viral hit. Katie, what are we talking about? That would be very interesting. And I'm sure most of us had had have had a rebellious streak in our lives, getting up to no good, pushing the boundaries of those in authority. But I don't think anyone can quite compare to Poppy Moore, who was the ultimate wild child. Yeah, that's right. This week, me and Evan are delving back into the te- 2000s and we are talking about wild child. So, Evan, what is your history with this movie? So I remember seeing the trailer for this and I remember I knew who Emma Roberts was because she had done Unfabulous and Nancy Drew. So I knew who she was. And I remember because it was the same year. Yeah, because I remember like these kind of films were kind of big at the time. Um, And then I remember seeing the cinema. I was like 12. And then I think I watched it at home maybe twice. And then most recent watch obviously be for this so yeah that's my history at wild child but it gets referenced quite a lot and by friends of mine and stuff like that what's your history at wild child my history is the exact same i remember seeing the trailer for it in the movie as the the bit that sticks out my mind is when she jumps in the water like that was like they put that in the trailer Mm -hmm. and that when i saw that i was like mom i have to see this film so i went to see it in the cinema with my mom she brought me Mm -hmm. i was the same i was about 12 as well um it came out in 2008 so give or take and uh yeah i just was obsessed with like films like freaky friday and stuff at the time like all bits like that so i was like i have to go see this film and i was absolutely obsessed and then i watched it a good few times just like with friends or put it on in the background and stuff like that and then most recently for this uh for this episode but I also would have known Emma Roberts from Unfabulous and stuff as well like I'm pretty much the exact same as you in that yeah right so I'm gonna recap the movie Wild Child are we ready I'm ready 
Right, so Poppy Moore wakes up in a rush and heads downstairs to the kitchen. She helps her sister Molly out uh, and reminds her today's the day that her dad's girlfriend, Rosemary, moves in. Poppy decides to grab all her friends and have a free-for-all of Rosemary's stuff. She grabs her clothes and jumps into the ocean with them. So Poppy's dad arrives home angry, sends her friends home and tells Poppy she's going to boarding school in England. Poppy and Molly have a heart-to-heart. Poppy and her best friend Ruby check out the school online. Poppy arrives to Abbey Mount and is greeted by headmistress Mrs. Kingsley. Harriet is greeting some first years and sees uh, Poppy get out of the car. Harriet is the head girl. Uh, Poppy meets Kate, who will be her guide at Abbey Mount. Harriet meets Poppy and they immediately don't like each other. Poppy says goodbye to her dad. She arrives to her room and they, her roommates are unpacking. Poppy says the girls need to leave as she's been assigned the room. Poppy sanitizes everything around her and Drippy mentions a wagon wheel. Poppy is disgusted by the sight of a wagon wheel and takes out her phone. She cannot get signal. Poppy's trunk is full. Uh, Poppy's trunk full of clothes arrived soaked. Matron arrives in to take the girls' phones. Uh, the more Poppy opens her mouth, the more punishment it causes for the girls. A uniformed Poppy and the girls head to the mess hall for dinner. Freddie arrives to the mess hall and he is Mrs. Kingsley's son and Harriet talks to him. The girls take their seats. Uh, Poppy won't eat the food. Poppy and Harriet have a run-in in the hall and Harriet explains the hierarchy. It's lights out and Matron brings Poppy the correct uniform. Drippy is looking for eyebrow tint. So Poppy has her earphones in as Kate is tinting Drippy's eyebrows and they talk about Poppy not being a virgin. Drippy asks how many boys Poppy has slept with. Uh, it's lights out and Poppy cannot get Wi-Fi. She heads out to the computer room to send an email to Ruby. Poppy sees Drippy alone in the hall and follows her. Drippy heads into the kitchen freezer to scoff a tub of ice cream. There's a fire drill and Poppy hides from Matron. Uh, she hops onto the roof and ends up crawling through Freddy's window. It's PE class and Poppy is watching the girls play lacrosse. Poppy uh, makes a remark and Harriet challenges her. The girls begin and then it, it ends up in a fight. So Freddy drives by and he says hi to Poppy. That's when she realizes who the mystery man was. Harriet runs back to her room and panics over Freddy saying hi to Poppy. Poppy walks into Mrs. Kingsley's office and she gets sent out and back in. Mrs. Kingsley hands Poppy a copy of Alice in Wonderland. Harriet is putting a first year to work and she thinks she looks like Kira Knightley. Harriet sees Poppy and gets the first year to dump coffee, uh, coffee water on Poppy. Uh, Poppy sits alone in her room when Kate comes in. So she tries to make her bed and Kate helps her. Kate gives Poppy a jumper and pulls out a mobile phone. Kate gives Poppy the phone to make a call. Kate sees a picture of Poppy's mom and Poppy tells her that her mom has passed away. Kate wants to help Poppy get out of Abbey Mount. And she records a video for Ruby, who is with Roddy, who is Poppy's boyfriend. Uh, Poppy has a lighter and uses it to read Alice in Wonderland. The other girls tell her, uh, say they'll help her out. The girls help Poppy pull a series of pranks. Harry is annoyed. Poppy is still at Abbey Mount. Kate and Poppy put a tape in Mrs. K in Matron's car. Freddie pulls up, drops his keys, sees Poppy and Kate under the car. The girls are all uh, the girls are all bathing, and they come up with the idea for Poppy to kiss Freddie in order to get expelled. The girls are planning to go shopping. Poppy is writing another email to Ruby and heads for the bus. Matron thinks Poppy is dressed inappropriately, and Harriet gives Poppy a dog jumper. The girls hop on a bus and Poppy slowly runs behind us. Matron is driving by and cannot turn off the heavy metal tape. The girls head to the charity shop and have a montage of dressing up. 
The girls head to a salon and Poppy gets a new look. The girls head off to an off-license to try and make themselves seem older in order to get alcohol. But Drippy ruins it by uh, asking for two cream eggs. The dance is underway and it's a dud. Harriet makes a grand entrance dressed as Kira Knightley from Pride and Prejudice. She walks over to Freddie putting on a whole routine. The girls get dressed up and make their entrance to the dance. Poppy walks over to Freddie and drags Freddie to dance. Um, and enraged, Harriet changes the music to which Poppy shows off her moves. Poppy falls over and Freddie takes her out uh, out for air. Harriet sends her minions uh, to keep an eye on them. Poppy tries to kiss Freddie and he rejects her. They talk some more, lean in, and they are stopped by Harriet's minions. They decide to keep this to themselves. Poppy says Freddie may be the reason she wants to stay. The girls decide to dance to Angels by Robbie Williams. Poppy tells the girls she's a virgin. A lacrosse match is underway. Kate, Drippy and Poppy are all hungover. Mrs. Kingsley grills the girls and makes Poppy stay behind. She tells her to not give up on herself. Poppy decides to step into the match for Drippy. She steps in and is an asset to the team. Poppy is now the team captain and puts the girls through a training camp. The team continues to win and make it to the finals. Poppy writes another email to Ruby and forgets to lock her computer, which leads someone to uh, to continue the email. So Freddie and Poppy head out on a date. They stop into a pub and he introduces her to a chip buddy. Freddie and Poppy kiss and she says it's the best date she's ever had. She arrives back to the dorms to find the girls reading an alleged email from Poppy slandering the girls. Freddie gets a fake email through his door and Poppy shows up. He slams the door in her face. Poppy calls Ruby and is playing with her lighter. Ruby thinks she's on to Roddy, but Poppy's still on the phone. Poppy plays her lighter and accidentally lights the curtain on fire before putting it out. Um, she hides after hearing footsteps. So Drippy finds the, the building has gone up in flames and lo- has accidentally locked herself in the freezer. Poppy wakes Kate and they wake the girls up. Uh, she sets off the fire alarm. The girls exit the building. Drippy is still in there and the fire brigade bring out Poppy and Drippy. Uh, Freddie finds Poppy's lighter. Poppy heads back to her room and Freddie stops her holding the lighter. She explains her side of the story and Freddie storms off. In an assembly, Mrs. Kingsley says whoever set the fire has until the end of the day to come forward. So Poppy writes Freddie a letter and turns herself in. Mrs. Kingsley tells her she has to go in front of the honour court. She hands in her note. She hands her a note for Freddie. Uh, Poppy runs into Kate and tries to hand her a picture of her and the girls. So on the wall, Poppy sees a picture of an old lacrosse team, uh, an old lacrosse team picture. Um, she sits down and realizes it's her mom. Uh, she is talking to Freddie and he uh, is telling him about this. Kate arrives back to the to the girls arguing and tells them Poppy is going to the the honor course. The girls are arriving at the mi- uh, at the. Mi- at the mystery over who wrote the email, Mrs. Kingsley allows Poppy to defend herself in as the other girls walk in. Harry objects to Poppy's defense, and Mrs. Kingsley interjects. The girls whisper, and they all com- and they all confess to start being there uh, after Poppy lit the fire. Harriet loses it and accidentally lets it slip that Poppy owns an "I Love LA" lighter. Jane J points out that no one knew about the lighter. Harry admits to lighting the fire and gets pulled into Mrs. Kingsley's office. The girls all rush to hug Poppy. The lacrosse final is underway. Poppy's dad arrives at the match. Abby Met wins the match. Poppy runs to hug her dad and they talk about her mom. They hug. Harriet's been expelled from Abby Mount and she gets uh, pheasants thrown at her. And that was the movie Wild Child. So let's discuss. I really enjoyed watching this again last night. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brought like lots of... um. Brought, brought lots of like nostalgia back. It was just really nice because I hadn't sat down and actually watched it in 
a long time but then when I was watching it like when I was younger I wouldn't have got a lot of the jokes and stuff like that yeah that is fair and like the humor now in saying that literally my next point is a lot of it didn't like age very well at all yeah I think we were 20 minutes in and Kevin was like, oh, my God, this did not age well at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and he's he's not a very PC man. Like, it would take a lot for him to be like, what, what was he saying that at, though? Oh, uh, I can't I can't remember. Oh, the R word happened. Oh, yeah, that Jesus. Yeah. And he was like, fucking hell. Um, but, but there are other things that happened that I hadn't really picked up on. But maybe that's just because. I'm me um but I'm sure I did pick up on it but I just couldn't remember what he was talking about but he was like that's like the tour joke in about 20 minutes that just has gone down like a lead balloon and I'm like yeah fair <laughs> fair fair like I did really like it though like yeah okay it there's a lot of things that are very problematic in it but like that's because it was made in 2008 and that's the that's the point I have to say every time yeah What's your opinion? Oh, I forgot how badly. <laughs> I think it's like an alright film now, in fairness, but it's so it's so badly edited. It's so terribly written, like. Yeah. <laughs> a few times Kevin's like, that's not a word. It <laughs> <laughs> was a few words that I kind of was like, I must look these up to see if they're actually words, because it was like when Poppy was trying to like speak, but like Attitudinal is not a word. Yeah. Yeah. But stuff like that. There was about five and Kevin was like, that's not a word. <laughs> Human. But he, he actually really enjoyed it as well. So that's how I know it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Because usually he's like, nah, nah. No, no, no. But he, like, he was happy to watch it with me last night. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. But anyway, not weird, but like just weird for yeah. him. And then, yeah, like there was no complaints from him through. So that means... That was already as far as early two thousands teen movies go. This is one of the best. Uh, it's not one of the best now. No, I I didn't say it's the best, but it's not down like it. It is. It's up there. Like it's up there. I wouldn't put the it best. there now. I what? Well, what would you put up there? Uh, it's well, in terms of like early two thousands teen movies. Yeah. Well, number one's obviously Mean Girls. Yeah, obviously, but like. I'm not saying it compares to me and girls, but I mean, like, it's not like I need to get a list of them now. But yeah, so do I. I'm literally trying to do it right now. Early 2000s teen movies. Anyway, yeah, no, because like the first, like, you know, at the start when she's in Malibu, I remember in the trailer, there's like a bunch of like there's a bunch of clips. And I think it's in like deleted scenes and stuff. Where yeah. she goes out um. She wakes up, obviously, goes out with her, shopping with her friends, then brings them all back, and then that's when they ransack your, your one's clothes. But <laughs> at the start, she wakes up, <laughs> makes her sister a sandwich, and then she's ransacking the clothes. <laughs> so the friends just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no, that was weird. Like, I was like, I don't really get that bit. Like, it's just kind mm -hmm. of like, she's like, I'm late. Cuts the crust off her sister sandwich and then runs outside like it was it was weird yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you know they make a big thing of like being like obviously she's American in an English part in an English private school 
Yeah. But um, it's obviously this film written by Americans because at one point Drippy says Freddie got caught in the third grade playing doctors and nurses with one of the students. And obviously English people, you would it wouldn't be third grade, like, you know? Right. No, right. I, I get that. And that is probably 100% correct. But like I work with, I've worked with people like from England and stuff and I currently work with someone from England and I would try to use their years to make them more cohesive to what, so I'd be like year 10, even though, or I'd be like, what would be year 10? So mm. like what you're saying is probably absolutely correct. But yeah. also maybe they were just trying to like make Trippy a little inclusive queen and she was trying to just No, I don't think so. I think that was But I'm just saying that can't happen. So Yeah, no, because some of the English girls were saying some real Americanism things and I was like, What are you Yeah? But I will say to them for an English movie, like they like as in for an American movie, they done well casting English people in it. Yeah, fair. They weren't making Americans be English, mm. which I thought was really good. Like, because all the girls are that were meant to be British are British. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they got like Emma Roberts' mate and was like, right, do a British accent. <laughs> yeah. So I did like that very much. Speaking of Drippy, she's, she's Keely Jones and Ted Lasso. Yeah, Juno Temple, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm so, I was so happy when I saw that. <laughs> Did you not cop that straight away? And now, I, like, Kevin was like, do you not know who that is? And then I looked and I was like, oh my God, it's Keely. And he's like, yeah. 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 No, I recognize her. I'm looking at the uh, early 2016 films. I'm sorry. This movie's not up there. In my opinion, it is. But I mean, really liked it. Mean Girls, 17 again. She's the man. Bring it on. A Cinderella story. I think I think it's no, I think it holds its own. Like what Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? I've never seen that. Ah no. America Ferreira. I know you said that and I I was like, ah yeah, but I never seen it, so I didn't know she was even in it. I'm gonna have to quit because you just lied to me right now. <laughs> I didn't lie. I just I just didn't like, tell the truth. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tech technically I didn't lie. I just uh I just didn't disclose that I'd never I just that. didn't tell the truth. <laughs> well no, you never said did you see this movie? You just said something about America Ferrer being in this sister travel pants and I put two and two together and I was like, Oh yeah. That's not lying. <laughs> Me lying would go, Yeah, she was great in that movie. That's lying. <laughs> So, yeah, so I want to talk Mrs. Kingsley. Do you know who plays her? Mrs. Kingsley. The headmistress. No. So Natasha Richardson. Yeah. Who was in The Parent Trap. Oh, that's who she is. Yeah, and she was married to Liam Neeson. Sadly, oh. she's no longer with us. Uh, am I starting to jog your memory? Yeah. Yeah, that, this was her final film. Oh. Fuck yeah, she died in 2009. I'm just seeing this now. Oh. I do actually remember when she passed away. Yeah, I remember that being that was that was that was new. Obviously, I remember being like really tragic. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually remember that. 
because I was looking at her in the movie and I was like, she is so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't put TMT together and I didn't look it up. And yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, there's a few familiar faces in this film. You kind of, you're like, you're like, oh, where do I know them from? So like Juno, obviously, Natasha Richardson, Kimberly Nixon, who plays Kate, is in Fresh Meat. Sorry, did you say something? I haven't seen that. Fresh Meat. Um, was it? Matron. The lady who plays Matron is Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, I knew that straight away. I said that to Kevin. I was like, that's Moaning Myrtle. And he's like, I don't know who it is. <laughs> like, also, I just, I could tell by her. What? Also, surprise pop up by Nick Frost. Oh, yeah. Kevin was really mad over that because he was like, what did he say? He was, oh, he's saying something like, that would be really, oh, no. He's like, if that was Paul Mescal playing that character, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, He's so like blah, but like basically he was just annoyed that Nick Frost was playing a gay man in the movie, and I I didn't really understand why he was annoyed. But yeah, I don't understand what he means. Yeah, he was just saying that like apparently because like this was a big thing when this happened or something, um, and basically I think he thinks that this character was like slagging, mm-hmm. but if. If it was Paul Mescal, like just no one would bat an eyelid and everyone would be like, Oh my god, he's so good. Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas oh, Nick yeah. Frost, he was in it. It was it was almost like to make fun of a gay salon owner. I don't think that's Nick's Frost choice though. No, 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 no. Kevin was just mad at the movie, not Nick. He was yeah. just mad that this happened, like. Yeah. Did you get me. Yeah. Did you have a crush on Alex Pettifer? Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, you probably did. I guess be real. It was, he was the moment at the at the time. Do you remember Stormbreaker? No. Oh my god. I was obsessed with that. Do you remember who you were talking to? Yeah, Katie, don't be so sitting fucking entitled, I swear. Well, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of films. This is the whole point for doing this podcast to broaden have, my horizons. You have me swearing. I never curse. Oh, <laughs> The whole reason we do this podcast is so I can broaden my horizons and watch more things. Stormbreaker. Do you not remember that? No, I'm even looking at the thing and like the the poster thing of it. And I don't remember. Nope. No, he was he was like the moment at the time as well. Now and then that slowly faded after he did uh Beastly. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. That that was the bad choice. It was. Hmm? He was trying, like he was trying. He was to trying, something. yeah. No, he was trying, and then he did beastly, and then it just all went to shit. Mm. He was out. He was also in a movie I didn't see, which is Magic Mike XXL, and I actually haven't seen it, but he was in that movie. Ma- oh yeah, he is in Magic Mike XXL. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to find something else. Do you see? Yeah. Uh... I'm trying to figure out who's this. Okay, so I've just found this out and it's actually blown my mind. What? The writer of this movie, her name is Lucy Dahl. Mm-hmm. D-A-H-L. Has a very famous father. Oh, Roald Dahl. Yeah. I could not believe There you go now. You slapped Roald Dahl's daughter's writing. And you're writing this? 
<laughs> yeah, but how old was she when she wrote it? She's 58 now. Okay, so this was... She's 30 in her 30s now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering. Um, I really, really didn't like Harriet's character just because I feel like personally, um, I need to get her name one sec. The actress, Georgia King. Yeah. I doesn't in this movie for the simple reason I wanted to punch her in the face every time she came on screen, and that was the point of our character. Yeah. Like, I physically wanted to punch her. I I was like, you make me so mad. That's the point of our character, which is good. But, oh my goodness, I did not enjoy her character. She looks way older than the other girls. And you know what? She's not. She's not? Not really. Like, she's five years older than Emma, right? Yeah. But she's now 37. Okay. And... Emma Roberts is 32 at the moment. Okay. Uh, Juno Temple's 34. Right. And Kimberly Nixon, who is Kate, is 38. Okay, yeah. And Sophie Wu, who is Kiki, is currently 40. So she actually wasn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a bit hateful. Oh, I feel bad now. Sorry. Sorry, so Georgie. She, she did look older, like. As in, she looked older, but she she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, nah, she's too old. And now I realise she wasn't. She's only... What was Emma, about 18? Yeah, about 18-ish. So, she... no. Emma would have been about 17, 18, no? Seven... Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not good at maths. She's about 14 doing Nancy Drew, so... Mm. Um. Let me just do... Oh, it's nearly Emma Roberts' birthday. Oh, <laughs> nearly 33. Oh my god, what's her star sign? Uh, oh, I don't know. I know about four star signs because they're all Is my she friends. Sag? No, sad is gone, I think. By now, Aquarius. Yeah, I knew we'd vibe. Take away. Yeah, she's both 17, 18, so. So then, yeah. George, it would have been about 22. Yeah. In and around. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, so they were all, like, very similar ages. And, like, the girls that were older, they were all similar ages. Yeah. Emma was the youngest on set. Okay. Like, out of the main cast, I mean. Obviously, there were children in the movie. But, um... But yeah, and then Ruby, who was is Shelby Young, um, she's thirty one. Oh yeah, yeah. So she was technically the youngest, but like she wasn't in it for long. Yeah, no, there's like a whole, a whole like subplot that's completely cut out of the movie. Which is. Which is like her whole life in LA and like the whole thing with Ruby and the boyfriend, like that's that's completely just. Thrown mm. in without any context. Yeah, I think it's just a show that Ruby's a snake. Yeah, but that would have been more interesting. I think just if it was a bit like ten minutes longer at the start, I think it would have been fine. Mm. It's just a bit all over the place and very choppy. 
I do still think it was a bit long for what it was, though. And I think it flew by now, in fairness. No, like for me now, it didn't fly. Like I didn't really get lost in it. But I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't think I'll be rushing back to this anytime soon. No, I definitely will. I'll watch it again. It's definitely like a feel-good movie for me. I think. Mm. Actually, I have another fact for you. You know the girl that played Molly? Her little sister? Yeah. She's 31 now. She's Okay. only like a year or two younger than Emma Roberts. But like she looks to be portraying like someone like five or six or seven years younger. Yeah. Yeah. Just thought that was a fun fact. No, and her sister. Her sister's like, who cooked the crust off my sandwiches? I was like, you're fucking 14. Do it yourself. <laughs> that's what Kevin, that's literally what Kevin said. He's like, do it yourself, you child. And I was like, technically, technically she is a child. <laughs> She's a teenager. But she was playing. In that age, uh, she's playing 14, uh, like 17, 18 ish. Yeah. Which is, which is cool. <laughs> Good for her. Good, Good for her. Proud of her. Oh, God. What do you think? Um, if they did a sequel, what do you think it would, it would have looked like? I, I actually don't think they could have done a sequel, so I can't, I actually can't picture them. Okay, actually, no, wait, I'm saying that. So Poppy is the leader of the lacrosse team or the captain. Mm-hmm. And they're about to go into this like um, semi-final thing, like a big competition. And and um, what's our name? Who? The enemy. Harriet. Harriet is in a new boarding school. Yeah. And she's the captain of that team. And then the boarding skills go against each other and like are trying to like sabotage each other and then um something like that. That's that's how I feel that movie would go. Yeah. No, I imagine she'd just bring the girls to LA. Well she did that in the end. Oh yeah, those fucking post credit scenes. Yeah. She done I didn't that already. in fairness, I didn't watch them. Yeah, they were all in LA at the end. Chilling in the pool. Fair. Freddie was there as well. Yeah, yeah I, I think I just skipped that completely. Mm. Mm. Soundtrack, very good, I will say. Soundtrack was very, very good. Very good. Rihanna, Sugar Babes, The Saturdays, Girls Loud, MIA, was... Florence and the Machine, love it. It was just perfect for its time, like, as in, it, they couldn't have picked better artists and songs at the time yeah honestly i don't really have anything else to say about wild child do you uh murder on the dance floor was in this movie uh <laughs> which is funny and just kind of a nod to yeah. uh to present day when it's currently like yeah. getting a resurgence because of salt porn so i just thought that was funny too yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kellen, you you're not winning this one. I'm not letting you have it. No, that that was Emma's song first. Yeah. Me and Barry Kellen have beef. <laughs> it's one sided beef. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just just from him. No He hates you. <laughs> he, hate, he hates me, yeah. 
No money messing. Uh, yeah, no, I think I've said everything I need to say. I, I really liked it. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. You know what? Song, uh, another song that was in this movie, what? Heaven is Place on Earth. Was it? Yeah. When they go, it's it's playing at the dance. Oh. Right, but well, I have nothing more to say. No, me neither. Right, I'm gonna what's next? So yeah, we're talking about the success of Wild Child. So um, forty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Not the worst. Uh, made twenty one million dollars against a budget of twenty million. Ooh. That's I thought it did better than that. No. I feel like you should have. I thought it was a bigger hit. Now. It no. was from our generation. We were from stands of everything by the stats that we... But yeah, I suppose we didn't have, yeah. What was it? What kept it off the... I don't know. What was... What was in the box office at that time? I want to know. Um, Wild Child Release Day. Wait, this I don't understand. What? I'm, to, I'm looking here. Okay, so it's released in the UK and Ireland first. Then Australia. Mm. Universal had planned a North American release in the summer of 2009, but cancelled it to choose the, to release the film direct to DVD. Oh, so it was never big in America. We never made it to American cinemas, basically. So that's why it didn't do as well, because like... Maybe it's it supposed to performed poorly everywhere else. They were like, nope. So that's why. That's exactly why. Yeah. That's a bit, you'd be a bit, you'd be a bit rot, rotted, would you? Oh, House Bunny came out this time. Ah, no. Superior film, in my opinion. Uh, the Cheetah Girls won World. That was not in the cinema, but okay. No, but like that came out like around the time. Um, yeah, yeah. the parent. <sighs> what? Buying the striped pajamas. Oh my god! Okay, so that's probably what kept it out the top as well. Yeah, I just was like, that was that came out before that, but apparently it didn't. Um. Oh, this is the hooded traveling pants too. Uh well, superior. Um. Yeah, a good few movies came out around the time, so but not many for like our generation. Yeah. Oh like, I, I was I was more into the House Bunny than I was into this film now. Yeah. I think I, I watched the House Bunny way more than I watched this. I wasn't allowed to see the House Bunny when it came out. Oh, the House Bunny, I'm sorry, iconic film. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, the trailer for that. Launched the career of Emma Stone. Oh. Yeah, no. Oh, I don't think it's funny. <laughs> I forgot there was a sister who had the traveling pants too. Yeah, that came out in 2008. See. Also, do you remember Disaster Movie? Oh my God, we came Kardashian, yes. 2008. What a sheer. <laughs> the long shots with Ice Cube and Kiki Palmer. I don't, okay, I don't remember that. That happened in 2008. Make It Happen, 2008. Never. What? It's a dance movie. 
we could do an entire episode on 2008 and just what a fucking disaster this was. We could actually. That's not a bad idea. Oh, oh Slumdog Millionaire. Okay, right. Well, that makes sense. So there we go. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's exactly why Wild Child didn't win an Oscar. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. right okay katie uh it's time to put you in the hot seat and see how much of a wild child you are as it's a bit of a pop quiz all about wild child are you ready i'm ready so uh 10 questions so question one what is the name of the school poppy gets sent to fuck already i hate myself <laughs> like i literally watched this last night yeah uh, um, Girls Academy. Girls Academy. Yeah. It's Abbey Mount. Oh. <laughs> Question two. What does Molly not like on her sandwiches? Crusts. Yeah, that's right. Girl after Question... my own hair. <laughs> Question three. Uh, what biscuit does Drippy hand Poppy? A wagon wheel. It is a wagon wheel. Question forward. This is multiple choice. What charity shop? What is the name of the charity shop the girls go into to get their clothes? Uh, Cancer Research, St. Vincent de Paul, Oxfam or Goodwill? Cancer Research. It is Cancer Research. Another multiple choice one here. Harriet dresses up as Kira Knightley from which movie? Is it Love Actually, Pride and Prejudice, Pirates of the Caribbean or Bend It Like Beckham? Pride and Prejudice. It is. Question six, another multiple choice one. Which Robbie Williams song do the girls dance to? Is it Rock DJ, Real Love, Angels or Candy? Angels. It's Angels. Question seven, what sport do the girls play? Lacrosse. It is lacrosse. Question eight, what is Poppy looking for before hopping on the bus? Her hand sanitizer. Yep. Question nine, what does it say on Poppy's lighter? I heard LA. Yep. And question 10, final question. Who does Poppy say she looks like after dyeing her hair? Her mom. Her mom. Which she just takes a picture of her mom off the wall, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, when uh, obviously, like, that must be a picture of her, like, Ray and Paul's. And Evan was like, oh, Kevin was like, that's you. That's her. <laughs> and I was like, Kevin, shut up. Yeah, no, that's going to be fair. He's like, that's just you in that picture. <laughs> I was like, leave it alone. <laughs> movie's so dumb <laughs> next up we're going to put Wild Child on our pop scale rank it out of 5 based on how much you like it on his face of pop culture Katie what do you give Wild Child I'm going to give it a three and a half. I really liked it I'm definitely going to watch it again I feel like it's going to come become like a little comfort movie for just something that I want to put on and watch because it made me giggle and like I won't be like sitting down and intently watching it but it'll definitely be like in the background when I'm like doing something or playing a game or something just for some noise but yeah three and a half what are you giving it i'm giving it one and a half okay i think it's really poorly written really poorly edited i think it's a bit fun but it's not it just didn't really stick with me as much but the soundtrack is great so i'm giving it one and a half and it didn't it didn't really do much in terms of numbers so i'm giving it one and a half mm-hmm. fair Okay, so next we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? What is popping with me? I'm actually not watching a lot at the moment. 
Taskmaster to come back out. Yeah. Because uh, Miss Joanne McNally is on it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And I love Taskmaster so much. It's actually probably one of my favorite shows now. Um, my usual podcasts are popping with me. I've been listening to a lot of Tenacious D lately, some Mika. Um, I started listening to the Wicked soundtrack again just because. Yeah. Um, and concerts and shows are popping with me, I suppose, because um, every Tuesday for the past three weeks, I went to either a concert or a show. Yeah. So I suppose I have to add them in. And all of my usual podcasts. I don't have any new ones. Thank God. Uh, oh, actually, I'm back listening to um, Alan Carr's podcast. Ah. So um, that's been fun. What's popping with you? So I have a podcast called uh, House of Hallowell, which is a Charmed rewatch podcast, which then led me to rewatch Charmed. Nice. So love that. Uh, still obsessed with the Mean Girls soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, still love that. Um, I watched, I binge watched the TV show Sex Lives of College Girls, uh, which is very, very funny. Um, what else is there in terms of that? Still watching Vampire Diaries, rewatching PLL. I the I read nine books in the month of January. Um, wow. So these are just some of the latest and favorite reads I've had since um we last spoke about this. So um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is the first book in the Akatar series. I'm currently reading the sequel, A Court of Mist and Fury. Um, so that's very good. Before that, I read uh, Signed, Sealed, Dead by Cynthia Murphy, Wildfire by Hannah Grace, and Lying About Last Summer by Sue Wallman. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Book talk as well, I suppose, as a result of that. So you're reading that because of book talk? Well, no, BookTok kind of introduced me to book, not introduced me, but like it kind of puts books on my radar and then I add it to my list on Amazon <laughs> and then I either pick it up at, when I'm out in public or I order it. Oh, okay. So, uh, Katie, uh, whenever you're ready, <laughs> where can the people find us? People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating and a comment on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need a new podcast to listen to, they can find us they get their podcasts yeah so that was our episode on wild child and you'll hear from us next week bye